Welcome to the unspoken truths of digital leadership, living the leadership values. Our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the values, the dark side and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. Discover how they lead more effectively, how they make decisions, how they live their leadership values, and how they deal with the consequences that happen because of the decisions that they make. I am John Opoon, I will be your host of the show. Please note that there may be explicit language used during the interview. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome to the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership, Living the Leadership Values, where our guests will talk about the unspoken truths of leadership, the dark side, and the learnings from dealing with conflict with integrity. And today, I have a very privileged honor to have Mark Savant, the host of the After Hours Entrepreneur video podcast series. So welcome, Mark. Jono, glad to be here and talk leadership with you and all the leaders out there. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. What I admired about Mark was his consistency on publishing video podcast content and caught my eye on LinkedIn. And because he's been so consistent and the thing that I noticed was that he was the, always the one that was asking and interviewing people. So I thought, why not have Mark come on as a guest and have me ask him questions instead? <laughs> I like it. I mean, if there's one thing I really enjoy doing, it's having conversations like this, meeting new people, building my network. LinkedIn has been hugely powerful for me in Q4 of 2020. So just glad to meet another awesome person on LinkedIn, Jono. <laughs> Thank you very much. So for those that don't know who you are and what you do, could you give us a brief introduction of how, before you got started with the After Hours Entrepreneur Podcast, what did you do previously before that? So as as an After Hours Entrepreneur, I juggle many hats, father, husband, entrepreneur, business owner. My day job is running an insurance agency. We've got a, a fairly small office, about five, six people regularly. And my after hours entrepreneurship is media production, digital media production. I realized a few years ago that the world is changing very rapidly. Obviously, Zoom has had a big year post pandemic. Everything has shifted very, very quickly when it comes to communication. And so I started video podcasting a couple of years ago. I've learned a ton. And my thesis would be that the, the fastest and best way to become a thought leader in a given territory and given niche is to create a show. You have to create a show. And that can mean different things to different people depending on your strengths and weaknesses. But just like we're doing here, Jono, creating a show is a very powerful way of becoming a thought leader more quickly. And how did you get into media production from insurance? Because that's quite a big difference, right? That's a good question. Again, there were a few moving factors, Jono. I think one was just recognizing the changes that were happening. And I kind of realized, I looked at my my life five years out, 10 years out. And I'm like, what is this going to look like? Um, are people still going to be going to their local insurance agent for insurance? Or are they just calling a 1-800 number? Would I want to be working at one of those call centers? Would I be working as a supervisor? Right? So you just kind of plan out what your life is going to look look like uh, five steps ahead, to, to quote some Patrick Bet David in here. Um, so I kind of recognized, yeah, I don't really like the way that that looks. So let me try different things. So I tried a handful, 
you know, half dozen, dozen different ideas. And when I started podcasting and having conversations with people, I just, I just fell in love with the medium. I fell in love with meeting new people all the time, growing my network, getting connected. And I decided, you know, let's, let's really lean into this. People say that they're enjoying the shows. They're enjoying the production. Let's lean into this and see where it goes. And what was the point of got, getting you into, was there changing factors in how you moved into entrepreneurship? Well, I think it's ever-changing, Jono. For me, like I had mentioned, I worked on a half dozen different projects before I finally landed in video podcasting and digital media production. And for me, it's about trying different things, right? You can, there's no amount of courses you can buy or books you can read that are going to show you whether this particular course is right for you. And that's part of the challenge of entrepreneurship as well, Jono, because you don't really know what's going to be behind the next door. It's just like you just keep opening doors until something really fits. And for me, it was video podcasting. I've now developed several different streams of income, which going into 2021, certainly a big goal is increasing both the amount of income coming in and the, the, the different streams, different revenue sources. And it's just interesting what happens when you are consistent with your show, because people start coming to you and doors start to open that you never would think are possible. And it's uh, just a really cool process to be a part of. What other projects did you work on, by the way? So I looked into opening up my own insurance agency, which is which was an obvious fit. You know, I've been in the industry about a decade. So I looked into that. I looked into a few different uh, companies, underwriters, what what have you, but decided to get away from that. Um, I started working on book writing and illustrations. I've always been pretty artistic, able to draw, as you can see with these gorgeous palm trees behind me here, um, for all you YouTubers out there. Uh, so I tried uh, that, and then I realized after eight, nine hours in a dark room drawing, I was like, this is not going to work for me. I got to do, my personality doesn't work doing this. For some people, it, 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 it's great. You know, I, I actually joined the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. You know, as a young father, I wanted to, to have that connection and, and writing books seemed to make a good fit. But some great people went to a conference and anyway, decided that that wasn't for me. So I tried that, got out of that, um, looked into Amazon FBA, doing Amazon selling, thought about going back to college to get a master's degree to go into to finance and uh, financial planning. So again, a lot of different things were unearthed, but I ended up trying a video podcast and just falling in love with the process. And what's great, Jono, is that anyone could start a video podcast basically for free. You know, you could start something for free. You can always upgrade and level up your equipment, but you could start for free and, and it just explodes your network and your ability to be a thought leader in any given, any given category. And your process when you tried new things and you keep failing or not finding it, you, you know, it resonated. What was the thought process and how did you handle the setbacks? I think patience is wildly underrated when it comes to <laughs> entrepreneurship. I think the, the challenge is everyone has a little bit of marketing in them. There's so much marketing being done all the time on social media. Everyone's selling how successful they are and how much money they're making. But really what it's about is patience. The reality is the majority of new businesses fail and that most businesses aren't even profitable for three years, okay? So when you see these people that are getting rich overnight, I think that can get you into trouble. 
And I know that I wouldn't necessarily say that got me into trouble, but I think that being patient and listening to yourself and realizing that it's not going to happen overnight, let's just make small steps daily and watch them compound over time. I still don't know where I'm going to be exactly five years from now, Jono, but it's that process of just, we're going to create, we're going to do something we're good at. We're going to try different things and doors tend to open themselves for you when you show up like this. We would never be having this conversation right now. I wouldn't be chatting with you, Jono, and all of your audience and all of your fans. It, it, it's just interesting how things manifest. <laughs> yeah, I can absolutely relate because I previously, when I stepped into entrepreneurship and did the whole property or on estates, uh, affiliate marketing, Forex trading, uh, Amazon Kindle writing, book publishing, all sorts. Uh, and I was just like, nothing seems to be, I, I'd do, I'd make some sort of money out of it, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be interested in staying in it in a long time to do it consistently. I was just never, I just never had that passion to follow doing it consistently on a daily basis. I think that's the the most important part because we're talking about patience. If you're like, uh, I have to do this for this long, that's not the way you want to be waking up with your side hustle or your business or your project, right? You want to be excited about it. Prior to insurance, what did you do? Prior to insurance? Um, so I've done a lot of different things from air conditioning work. I, I'm an a, I'm an AC certified technician. I got my bachelor's degree from Florida Atlantic University in management and marketing. Um, before working at in insurance, I was working at Best Buy. I was just one of the sales members on the floor while I was graduating or working on my college degree. That was another thing that kind of really propelled me into entrepreneurship. And I look back over my previous experiences, there have been several times in life where I felt that I was the best man for the job or the best kid for the job, or I was excited about a per specific situation or opportunity only to have it grabbed from me because someone above me said that somebody else was a better fit. And it's that lack of control that is really hard for me to handle. I really, on a, on a personal basis, like <clears throat> there's a lot of risk involved with entrepreneurship and it's difficult not knowing what the next step is going to be. It puts a lot of stress on both your, your relationship with yourself, but with those around you getting into entrepreneurship because of all the, the volatility and the unknownness. Um, but there's one thing that you do know as an entrepreneur is that everything is within your control. You have control of everything. Um, so I don't need to be passed up for a supervisor position, um, I don't have to worry about that because I'm I create my own my my own destiny to an extent, you know. Uh, but yeah, so before before insurance, I was working at Best Buy. Loved the job, a lot of fun. But as you can probably hear from my story, Jono, I got I got passed up for a position that I was perfect for. I did everything that they had asked me. I joined this volunteer community. Um, joined a committee, just was very involved in the store and in the growth, well-respected. And they brought in some schlump from another store that didn't know the store that wasn't part of it. And I just, they run me the wrong way. I'm like, forget this. I just graduated from college. What am I going to do next? Um, and I guess, again, what I encourage everyone to do is just keep trying new stuff, keep trying new stuff. And th because this is such a unique time in history, you know, I think it's easy to forget where we're at, Jono, right? Like, Growing up, we had beepers. Now we have smartphones that give us access to so much. 
it's so it's it's a really interesting time i think for us all to be paying attention to how do you deal with like again the setbacks and the stress and the tension that comes with balancing all sorts uh, your family life work business um, podcast <laughs> side projects other side gigs well the answer is it's not easy and i'm a work in progress i think that communication is is really important <clears throat> you want to let people around you know this is my vision this is what i'm i'm working towards this is what i expect the fruits of my labor to be communicating with those around you that are closest to you because if you do really go all in on a side project and you don't have to you know if you're hosting a once a week video podcast it can completely magnify the level of your business. It can magnify your attention online. So you don't have to spend all of your free time, but if you're going to be spending a lot of free time building up your business or your side hustle, the most important thing I think is communicating with those around you, those that are closest to you, because it will impact you in every way of life. You only have so many cups to fill up and you only have a limited amount of water in your, in your jug. So trying to prioritize and communicate with those that are most important to you, I think is the best way to alleviate stress because it's, you don't want to disappoint every, anyone. Um, it's tough. It's, it's a difficult process. It's a, you know, again, I've got two kids, two young kids. I've got a wife, I've got a main job, I've got a side hustle, you know, and I've also got myself, right? So we've got a lot to, to navigate through. It's a challenge. And what kind of habits do you use to alleviate stress or tension do you have other things? That well, I think yeah, exercise has to be part of it. You, you, and that's one of the things that I think is important is to continuously change your surroundings or change your physiological state. Because if you get stuck in your room for way too long, you're not getting sunlight, you're not moving your body, your brain tends to, to level, to, to fall down a few notches. Right. So I think some sort of exercise needs to be necessary for me. It's running. I, I like to run. We live right next to a park where I can go and, and run at pretty much any time. Um, so I think that some sort of exercise needs to be part of your regimen and in doing that regularly, I try to exercise at least 15 minutes a day, but it could be even as simple as taking a walk, right. Or going somewhere you haven't been before. Some of the most amazing ideas come to you when you change your environment and you try something new and you can kind of get out of your head for a few minutes because that's easy it's easy for that to happen especially when nowadays everyone's working from home right right that's another thing that it sounds great on the surface okay i don't have to commute into the office but there's something to be said for having a separation from your professional workspace and your family and personal space right there's something to be had to something to be said about that separation yeah, absolutely. I found that very similar. I suppose I, I've i been used to working from home or in that time of behind the computer environment, I suppose, because I'm, I was IT based since I was like 13. And then when I studied college, it was IT. And then when I started university, it was multimedia. So it was just videography and photos and still behind the screen and digital marketing, right? It's all behind the scenes stuff. So well positioned, you're well positioned for this new economy, right? Yeah. yeah. So I've been in for more than 10 years now and it's just, a. I suppose it's, it's I've been used to it, but for everyone else, it's still new. Mm -hmm. But even then, you know, I don't discount exercise. Exercise is a big part of my daily routine, like at least 
15 to half an hour exercise routine for weights, band, get a sweat in, wherever it is. Yeah, it's important. Do you, so do you have a specific time that you exercise? Is it like always in the morning, always in the evening? When do you exercise? Used to when the gym was open. Obviously, it's closed now during lockdown. But it was a morning routine to hit the gym, get out of the way, get get pumped for the day. Sure. For and me, then, it's typically an evening. But even sometimes during the day, if I'm working at home and I get into this, sometimes you get into this state where uh, I don't know what to do next or I don't feel like doing it. I just throw on my gym shorts and I'll go running or I'll do some push-ups or something, you know? I think being kind of aware of where your mental state is at all times during the day is, a, is an important tip for both relieving stress and being efficient with your time because <laughs> there's so many hats. Absolutely. So for this true marketing, how did you get involved from insurance? Because you said you had sales background from working in retail and stuff, obviously. Now moving on, I don't know, also insurance. Moving into media, is that was was that a big change for you, or was that a big learning curve, or something that you had background in previously? So, uh, I think yes to every all of the questions there. Um, <laughs> you know, certainly growing up through the rise of the internet, social media. I'm a practitioner. I'm a user of the platforms, right? So everyone by default has at least some level of comfortability. I got my degree in business marketing and management. So I had already kind of studied these various concepts. Granted, when I graduated in 2009, and when I really started getting heavy into digital media production, we're talking 2018, right? So a lot changed over the course of eight years. Yeah. But this is another reason why I think that starting a video podcast is so important for everyone, Jono, is because there's a lot of reasons, but when we talk about digital and social media production and communication, a video podcast is perfect for that because it gives you a digital asset that can be distributed all over different channels, right? So what I've learned over the course of the past few years is I've broken down all of the systems and all of the steps to from getting a guest to getting a review on iTunes from your listener, right? The, the entire the entire gamut. Um, but what happens is with each episode that you pump out and each episode that you share and each episode that you add a hashtag to or a tag to or a link or, you know, different hooks, you, you start playing with these different, start using them on a daily basis. And it's, it's amazing what happens when you focus on, Hey, I'm going to try something new daily. I'm going to get a little bit better each time I do something. Over time, it just compounds tremendously. It's it's really incredible. And that's why I talk about patience as being so important because you can shortcut the learning by hiring someone, hiring a coach like myself or who, whoever out there, maybe buying a course to alleviate the steps. You can fast forward it, but there's something to be said about getting your hands dirty and going in and being a practitioner of these different platforms. It's there's there's something really important about doing that. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about some of the specific strategies that I like going to 2021, but it's getting in there, it's practicing, it's trying new things in these platforms and showing up regularly, and it the rest it's just gonna snowball. It, it just snowballs out of control. And for small business owners and entrepreneurs, those that want to show up for video, but are too, I suppose, fair, overcoming that fear of showing up 
in video? What if I say something wrong? What if I the imposter syndrome? How how do you overcome imposter syndrome? The first step is just hitting the record button, right? Everyone out there has a smartphone. You have a smartphone. You can start something today. You just got to hit record and record yourself and then put it out there. Because the reality is that your first few videos are not going to be very good. They're going to stink. They're going to suck. They're not going to be good. But it's the process of getting a little bit better. And then by episode 10 or by show number 50, you're, you start to feel more comfortable but it's it's a process you know it's easy for us in the world of social media to look at someone as wow they're an overnight success but you don't see all the hours the days the years that mr beast put into his youtube channel all you see is the 58 million subscribers and saying why can't that be me i mean this kid was drinking and breathing youtube for two decades so it's it's the steps you put in behind it's the patience and finding good good times and good ways to jump over mistakes and jump over hurdles youtube has been incredibly powerful for me in just learning new techniques and learning how to reach new people i, I absolutely am blown away by the power of youtube right now both for me personally and for my business and like you say even for you you only just started youtube not long ago right well i've been using youtube for about two and a half years my first channel was all about fatherhood. So it's the same kind of thing, video podcasting, interviewing. I brought on presidential candidates, celebrities, uh, NFL players, doctors, a lot of really interesting people, a lot of authors. Um, and so that channel is still live. It's called Actadad, although I'm going through a, a rebrand. But so I've been playing with these systems for a few years now. It was only about six months ago that I really started leaning into entrepreneurship, digital media production. And since then, it started, it's starting to kind of snowball a bit. We just surpassed 400,000 views, which is bananas to me. Congratulations. Pretty pretty bananas. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I've posted a lot of videos and most of them do not see, uh, there were a lot of videos that didn't sh show to a lot of people. So to be at 400,000 views is really cool. Like you say, it's trial and error, isn't it? You just have to move past it onto the next one and onto the next one. And as long as you focus on the mission, right? it's, it's like, the process, isn't it? It's definitely the process in, at least on YouTube, I think it's about doing a lot of small things, right? Repeatedly and consistently. And then it, it, you know, if you've got a good thumbnail, if you've got good head headings, if you've got good text, if you've got a good five second hook to your video, things could roll very, very quickly. And you're going to try different formulas, but eventually your formula is going to hit and your, your channel can, can really explode. And it's not that one video might be the reason why your, your channel is really exploding, but it's, it's all those steps to get there. And it's, it's, it's taking all the data that comes in and interpreting it. Again, something that I figured out the hard way, the school of hard knocks, just going in and doing it. But you can certainly accelerate that by hiring someone, whether it's a VA or a coach or a course builder or a challenge builder to, to kind of get you through that. Because there's definitely a science to creating a good thumbnail and bringing someone throughout the entire viewing process. And is YouTube still very much alive for most businesses? Because there's so many people thinking, oh, 
YouTube's been around for so um, such a long time now. Is it too late to get started on it? I definitely don't think it's too late to start. I mean, like I said, I've been really going hard on YouTube, posting weekly for about, on this new channel, about, I don't know, 12 months or so. And it's just really start, I'm reaching a lot of people. I have some video podcast episodes that reach more people than the audio, right? So people are finding you in different ways. It's totally free. Again, you could have a video podcast on YouTube today for, for free today for free, right? It only, you know, only take a half hour to, to get it set up, you know, maybe an hour. So I, I definitely think it's possible. It's the second largest search engine and people are going there. People are watching YouTube. They're going there. And why I love video podcasting, Jono, is you can take content like this, a video clip, you can network. So you're building your network. You're building authority because you're sitting next to and talking to people about a topic that you're knowledgeable and you're passionate about. And they are probably an expert in some way, shape or form. And then you're building your attention because now you can take that clip. You can take clips from that video and redistribute it all over the web. That's what I, that's really the, the core of what Mark Svant Media does is take 30 minute video clips, show you how to post them on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Facebook and so on and so forth, right? Just blow it out with, a. it takes you 30 minutes, but you're able to just blow it out, explode it into dozens and dozens of pieces of content. It's really, really powerful. It's, it's And I don't know how long it's going to last either. That's the other question. And for those, no, becoming a thought leader, like you say, once you start publishing multiple platforms, multiple content on a uh, consistent basis, what kind of responsibilities do you, should you be aware of um, when you start posting such regular content? So if we're talking about producing a show, consistency is, is the most important thing for sure, right? And it can be a little disheartening when your podcast episodes or your videos are not getting a lot of views. It can be tough to stomach when you're spending a lot of time learning and creating. So what I typically recommend, at least for newer creators, is you know, start your show, just focus on a timeline of consistency. So for my first show, I said, I'm going to go for one year, once a week, I'm going to post an episode, right? Just once a week for a year. I'm going to, I'm going to look at downloads because you, know, you want to watch, you want to watch your <laughs> downloads grow. But don't worry about, even if you got no listens per episode, do 52 episodes, do it once a week or whatever you're timeline is and just see what happens. Um, and at the end of that process, I had learned so much. I'd gotten a lot of downloads. I had, I had grown my thought leadership in fatherhood and parenting. I'd spoken on stages. I had a pretty decent Patreon account. So I, I was developing different streams of income, but based on kind of assessing, and we talked about, you'd mentioned this a little bit earlier, Jonah, based on assessing, this is where the, the business is at right now. These are the different monetization strategies. This is where my, what's my life going to look like in five years? I said, okay, based on all these different factors and based on the questions people are asking me, I'm going to shift. My vision is still the same, right? I want to have more time freedom with my family. I want to manage my own destiny, but um, I pivoted towards digital media production social media marketing and management because it it was it was solving the needs of the people around me and I saw this I saw the different monetization doors open up 
right? So it's it's kind of being aware and knowing when to pivot. It's 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 not easy. And for those getting started in digital transformation or digital strategies, like you mentioned, what's the good way? What's what should they be planning? What should they be thinking about and considering for the next new year in this new age or whatever you want to call it nowadays? <laughs> Just trans digital transformation and moving businesses online. Sure. So going to 2021, I think there's a lot of exciting things happening. It, it all revolves around communication. This is just a quick call to action. You definitely want to check out Mark Savant Media on YouTube. Mark Savant Media on YouTube because I'm really diving deep into a lot of these topics, probably deeper than we can even go in this short conversation. <clears throat> but I think one of the important things to realize about social media is that it's another human being on the other side of that screen. Mm -hmm. So we can get so caught up in, you know, 10 likes is 10 people that consumed your content, right? And 10 likes might not seem like a lot in the grand scheme of things that it's gonna be more in the future, right? But 10 likes is still 10 people, it's 10 engagements. So I really think of social media as a way to engage, engage with your fans, engage with your clients, engage with competitors, right? Engaging. Um, and so any strategies you can implement to get better engagement with people is important. I'm gonna give you some, some really tactical stuff here for LinkedIn, but this will work on other platforms as well. It's sending video messages to people. Video messages are really, really powerful because Jono, people don't remember the words you say. They remember how you make them feel. Okay. And your goal when you're meeting someone for the first time online or conversating with them, their DMs is not to educate them. It's to make them feel something about you. Okay. So every time your face pops up, they, that feeling comes back to them. They're not going to remember like the analytic for that tool that you recommended, or they're not going to remember your website. They might not even rec remember the name of your show, but they'll remember how you make them feel. Right. So that's what you want to lean into. And again, quick tip out there, video messaging, every, not everyone, but a lot of new people I meet on LinkedIn, I'll send a video message. Hey, my name is Mark. I, my superpower is video podcasting. What's your superpower? Here are some links to, to what I'm working on. Let's connect on other channels. And it's it's a really good way to engage and meet new people. I'm glad you said that one because that's what I did for you, right? <laughs> that's right. That's got in and this is where this is where we're at now. Um, and you might not even remember the name of my show, but you you again you're gonna remember, oh, that's Mark. He sent me a video message. That's different. That stands yeah, out because nowadays on any platform, most people just send bot kind of um, template messages right? and you see through them so easy. Uh, that's why I put an icon in front of my name just mm -hmm. to filter out those bots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the bots are terrible. I mean, you get a bunch of virtual assistants just copy and pasting, you know, please buy my stuff. Please join my top of funnel. That's not, that's not good social media right there. Um, now I'm going to give you another, I'm just gonna take this a step further, right? Sending a custom video message, super, super powerful, but also very time consuming. You might not have time for that. Another thing that you can do is pre-record a video of you. So it's it's almost looks like you're giving them a, um, a full attention custom, but you're just it's just a quick video message and you can use this to distribute all over the web as well. So for example, let's say you're really focused on on LinkedIn, we're talking LinkedIn. You're really focused on growing on LinkedIn, 
but you still want to have a presence on Instagram. You just don't have the, the bandwidth to be there all the time. Your, your brain's too You can hire a VA to manage your Instagram, to manage your Facebook. And then they have a digital video, an MP4 that they can send to people. So if someone connects with you, they can just send them a quick welcome video. It's a good way of just doing something different, staying top of mind. And these are some, some, anything that you can do with video, I think is really powerful going into 2021. Personalized would be much more connect, building that deeper connection, right? It's optimal, but it's not scalable, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and pre-recorded video is great, Jono. Let's not get it twisted, so to speak. Mm. YouTube has been hugely powerful. So when I'm growing my YouTube channel, what I'm doing is I'm creating videos answering specific questions that my audience is asking. Create videos that are answering specific questions. So now if somebody asks me a question, either in a DM or a chat, or if I find someone in a Facebook group that's asking a question, I can say, hey, quick, you know, quick little one-line answer. Plus, here's a link to a video that where I go really into depth on the topic. And you that is infinitely scalable. You know, it's infinitely scalable to be able to answer questions that way. Because a lot of questions that people have are repeated over and over. So make one video to answer it a hundred times, a thousand times, or even just five times. You're saving, you're saving yourself a lot of, uh, time in the, in the, in the, um, at the end. And, and again, this is just a really powerful way of, again, establishing thought leadership because you're showing up regularly. You're answering people's questions. They can watch you infinite amount of times. They can watch other con. So it, it just kind of compounds over time. It's very, very powerful. So I got to give my hats off to you for starting this show. It's a, it's a huge step in the right direction. It just, you don't, you can't really see what's going to happen next, but you just keep opening these doors. You just keep opening them. And it's really amazing what is going to show itself as you keep opening these doors. I'm, I'm excited for you. Awesome. Thank you very much. And if there's any other tips and tricks that you would give to those that's looking to start um, a YouTube podcast or video podcast, um, or implement it as part of the digital strategy. Any other last things you would um, add? Well, listen, there's, there's a lot of different strategies and just kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, I think that everyone should be focused on, I want to host some sort of show that could be an audio only podcast. It might even be a weekly blog. It might be a Facebook live that you do. It, it, it doesn't really matter what it is, but putting in some sort of strategy to connect with other human beings, to learn these new communication platforms, maybe one of your goals is just to look a little bit better on Zoom this year. That's probably a good goal that everyone should be focused on um, because you, you the way that we show up, the way that we communicate is changing so rapidly and evolving with that is going to be a really important factor in your success over the coming decade. I think that's very apparent at this point. You got to communicate better digitally. And, and that's really what me and Mark Savant Media, that's that's what we do. That's what we do. And if people wanted to find out more about you or connect with you, where can they go if it's not obvious already? <laughs> yeah. So you can find me on any platform at Mark Savant or Mark Savant Media. My show, The After Hours Entrepreneur, you can find it all over your favorite podcast platform. And I'm just here to provide value, answer questions, find me all over the place. I'll, you know, I'm sure we'll have some links below. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put the links in the, with the link, with the 
podcast. So thank you, Mark, so much for your time and your wisdom. I appreciate the amount of golden nuggets you dropped. There's definitely a lot of things that can be implemented straight away for anyone that's listening. So thank you so much. Very welcome, Jono. Glad to be here. Reach out anytime. Definitely excited to watch your show grow and story unfold. Brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for listening to the Unspoken Truths of Digital Leadership. I hope you found this interview insightful and useful. Please remember to subscribe and review the podcast. And if you have found it useful, please feel free to send it and share it to your network as I will be very appreciative that it will spread and help out more people in the world. If you would like more information or the show notes and resources that I will be providing you, then please go to www.johnopoon.com, go to the blog and find the podcast section. Step up, show up and stay up. Take care.